It is so well defined. What we have to do today, we got to go to work. We got to do right offense. And this is an important announcement, everyone. This is an essential service. That's right. This podcast is essential to your NFL needs. Wade and Ryan here, NFL in London. Heroes, some people call essential. Frontline heroes of the NFL for you. Not all of them wear capes, but I have been wearing a cape all throughout lockdown. Just to just to feel super. <laughs> just wrapped around my pants. Yeah, it goes with yeah. my goes with my Mario Kart jammies. Um, welcome everybody. Uh, again, this is uh, another lockdown uh, edition. Ryan and I are safely distancing for this podcast. Yeah, scraping the bottom of the barrel of NFL news. Oh just, God, yeah. We're just hey, getting that's... desperate. Uh, oh. When we do mm. our little pre-meeting and we talk about what we can talk about, and we well, just comb the desert. Well, we go through because everyone's so looking speak. for stories. Everyone's looking for hope. And I mean, you and I in the past couple podcasts have. Basically projected that there will probably be no London NFL games. No. Now, we're coming out of America now, and obviously Donald Trump has reached out to all of the... He obviously wants to get the sports going. Uh, You know, he's a big NFL fan, and he knows it's big for the economy, but when it comes back, it's not going to be the same as it used to be. Um, Now, there's obviously talk of whether it's going to be a a 14-game season, how shortened it will be. Now we have other states, because unlike, you know, uh, other countries in the world... Uh, the states determine, you know, a lot of the laws that are going to happen and what's going to happen while Donald Trump is in charge of the country, governors rule the state. So the governor of California and even the mayor of Los Angeles have said, the mayor of Los Angeles said there's going to be no sports in London in 2020. Ugh. Or in L.A. In L.A. in 2020. It's so depressing. So, Such a depressing thing for, just because just sports is what we need the most yeah. right now, I think. In the, except uh, a vaccine. That's number one. Vaccine. <laughs> vaccine. Um, the you give this vaccine some, through sport? To be honest with you, I can put it in like the 10th, but uh, yeah. in, in the 100th of reason. Better. Uh, but it's a real shame. But for that means, like, literally, that means the whole, basically, baseball. So what's going to happen to the NBA? Then it's not going to start for another season. Everything's just going to get pushed back. Then you'll have to have a shortened season. It's quite the disaster. The talk they're doing with the NFL from what I hear, is they're really looking into empty stadiums. Because no, I, I think for a couple of reasons, number one, you're going to be the only thing on TV. Ratings yeah. are going to be through the roof this sure. time. So advertising money, blah, 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 basically, we can get that off the ground. But what do you think? Well, they, like, you know, I don't really like the idea of watching it with no fans. It's going to feel so weird. Well, when the, you make this huge, incredible play, and it's just like a tumbleweed goes flying across the screen. Yeah, it's, it's I, just, I w- it, it, I'll watch it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I will watch it. But this is gonna, it's just not going to feel the same. I've watched several. It's going to feel like watching I've watched, a Canadian watched high several, school football uh, team. Yeah, Washington <laughs> and Miami games. So I'm used to watching with no fans and, and as a Bears fan. The problem is, you know, there, there's a huge economic matrix that goes into this, uh, the NFL. So while the TV rights are great, they only get a portion of that money that comes in. You're losing ticket sales of the game. Yeah, You're looking yeah. jersey sales. You're losing all these things that come as a result of having 65,000, 80,000 people come in every day. Now, those $11 beers aren't going to sell themselves. They're not going to drink themselves. Those $14 hot dogs yeah, are exactly. not going to get dropped on the ground themselves. So there is, but there's obviously a key for getting them back. And obviously the networks are missing it because they're getting crushed. What also happens is that you're going to start finding that there's going to be other fringe sports. You know, the NFL was teetering with its, uh, you know, ratings to begin with, as were other sports, as the, you know, evolution of other sports, UFC. Apparently the WWE is now an essential service. <laughs> yeah, which is amazing. Imagine that being like, God damn it. Like, I didn't realize how important to the economy of Florida was wrestling. But well, that, is, that is a shocking It's really uh, shocking to, when, to, to when Vince McMahon's wife 
has a lot of sway over the governor. Uh, and that's a lot of these party politics is going to determine a lot of these things. You know, the these, this owners of these teams are generally some of the richest people in each state. As the richest people in each state, they know the legislators, they know the people because they're employers. So because the federal government doesn't have as much of an impact on it, you know, there is going to be that sort of frisson between the states and the, and, the, and the owners of the teams who want to get these games going. The players in the NFLPA who are going to say, we don't, we don't want to play at risk, yeah. but also we don't want to lose out because you're not, you're not getting paid yeah. if you're not playing. I think the NFL is going to play games. I definitely mm-hmm. think they're going to play games because the NFL uh, doesn't fuck around, really, when mm-hmm. it comes to stuff like this. They, they got a big lead on this. They got a big head start. Basically, they're just going to have to treat uh, all their, basically, training camps are just going to have to be locked in. Like, you're not going anywhere any nights. It's going to be really weird for players who enjoyed this freedom, right? Who could just be like, yeah, I'm going off. I'm going home to see my wife. And yeah. if you have to lock everyone in to ensure the safety. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how the dynamics of teams, because the ones that truly stick together are the ones that don't try and murder each other. Yeah. Because I don't think they're going to be used to being st- all these egos stuck together for this long, especially when things are going bad. Yeah. You start out 0-3 and, and you can't even go anywhere. You're stuck. Oh, it's going to be saucy with a lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot of well, like fights. Well, like anything, it's going to come down to the testing. And obviously, in America, the economic um, displacement uh, is quite profound. So what you'll see is the richer players and the richer guys will get tested first. The owners will get tested first. They will clear these people. I mean, obviously, the, once punters, they get, the punters are like, hey, man, can I get a test? Yeah, just, yeah, can I no, get a test? No, we've got, no we've got, one has a test yeah. for you, Jim. We got a guy from Lithuania. He's fine. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're just bringing in somebody. So once the testing happens, I think it's going to be fine. It's going to be, as you see in China, that... You know, we will have these cards or bands or whatever it is and say you're clear. Passports. Yeah, something like that. Uh, You are clear or, no, you must go home, lock down. So there is a lot of that kind of crap that's going to go on. I mean, obviously, you know, the the NFL is preparing for this. And if they're able to, say, roll out 100,000 tests per week um, going forward, as they say in in the UK, they're hoping end of April. So giving that a chance, if you're doing that and you're able to test, you know, uh, 20 million people... By that point, hopefully, there's there's a start of a season. Yeah, ramp them up. Yeah, well, who knows? Uh, but I'm confident because of the NFL, they're the only ones who really lucked <laughs> out of this whole situation because it happened literally after the Super Bowl. And there's a great story uh, about that. The fact that the San Francisco 49ers lost yes. the Super Bowl meant that the More San Francisco did not suffer a like huge outbreak of it because yeah. they think it would have been a massive outbreak with the parade and the partying and everything like that. Yeah. It would it would have just been so it's a, it's funny how that Kyle Shanahan's uh he's like, You're welcome, yeah, San exactly. Francisco. We, we I did it for you. I knew yeah. About coronavirus, someone t- whispered in my ear before the game. I said, "We got to blow this, guys." Yeah, people's so, lives are on the line. But but is there but is there a casual or a causal effect to say that the incident rates in Missouri or Missouri are higher than that? Yeah, but you can't have. Uh, well, you can't just say that that one and if, team can have fans in the other camps. Yeah, but yeah. you're saying that's basically saying then Kansas City should have more corona impact cases than San Francisco as a result of that logic. <laughs> Maybe I haven't looked at the numbers to be honest. Uh, yeah, but, uh, I, I think I think it's a I, I think it's sort of a. We'll see at the claim. end. We'll see at the end. Yeah. At the end. Uh, sort of anyway, a, we got some actual. We had lots news. of lots of news to talk about. Things are so, still happening. Uh, let's go through. Uh, we we haven't talked about last week. The XFL is dead. Dun, 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 dun. Poor XFL. Ten million just... to fifty million in debt. Um, 
Now, now there is interesting news that's coming out. They're gonna feel like if they bring back the XFL again, they're insane. Well, like I know so the news saying, is there's now Vince McMahon has now been hired as genius coordinator for Donald Trump, but um, XFL now uh, he's gonna chair smash the economy back. He could he could off the top ropes? <laughs> off the top rope. Uh, and our new minister of defense is the Undertaker. Give the economy mm. the people's elbow. The stone-cold stunner. Yeah. Um, the XFL, though, has... They're saying there are three uh, potential parties interested in buying the league. Now, while it did, it was quite successful at a point. Uh, the ratings were up. Um, and, uh, you know, they were beating some NBA games. Um, so it did bring in something. But unfortunately, you know, and, and seeing all those people drinking all the beer uh, in the stands was fun. Um, but I think what's sort of coming down now is it's... I think it should. Someone's got the NFL should buy it. The NFL should have um, another league that you can put some guys in, like the Europe League, like they have before. Yeah, with some a little junior, small, secondary, little teams. Every every team could have two or three guys that can throw in that developmental guys, like the Christian Wades yeah. of of England sure. that go there and they get to play. It'd be really good also for the international development of it. So NFL, it doesn't have to be this like balls out league with like 30 teams I think keep it small yeah. and the NFL has somewhere like especially with developing quarterbacks and because the, the the emphasis on getting a young franchise quarterback is so important and every team's focused on it there's less and less jobs now like, you got a yeah. guy who threw for 5,000 yards he's not even going to have a job so it's just going to get harder to get a quarterback job so there's going to be guys who'll just never get the chance to develop and to have a developmental league I think would be important and I think it gives some little fans, at least you know you're watching, like, imagine you're, you knew your quarterback in your town was the quarterback of your favorite team. Mm-hmm. So you could go watch him and say, I'm going to scout him. You know, and just, yeah, I think I mean, it'd be great. Look, anything in a developmental league is great. It's great for the league. However, I don't think the NFL would buy them because it's no, sort of, it's, it's a them. dirty selling They'll just thing. make their own. Yeah, it's a dirty thing. It'd be like Robert Kraft marrying his masseuse, you know? Yeah. I love you, but not in that way. Um, so... You know, there's also because you know the, the Pittsburgh Steelers apparently have picked up a, a slew of XFL players, a lot of old, old player uh, people. You know, it was it was good. It was nice to see the energy. It was nice to see. It was almost like the NFL if it loosened its belt a bit. Um, and it, you know, base the AAF didn't have the same economic model. The the XFL was doing okay. You know, if it if it would have finished this season the way that it could have, it would have I think seen been seen as a success. It would have been a good template for next year. And, you know, there's other yeah, cities just, that were interested. They're just cursed. SFL's just cursed. Yeah. You know? just, the last time, there's a documentary, I think they did 30 <laughs> for 30 on it, and it was all about the first good game they did, it, like the generators went out and mm-hmm. stuff, and then it like went into Saturday Night Live, and it just ruined the whole league. Yeah. So they're, they're absolutely cursed. XFL, you gotta, you got to put that thing to bed. Yeah, well, I think it's, you know, Vince McMahon does have a touch when it's it comes a, to WWE and It's a casket match, and The Undertaker needs to bury... Uh, well, it'll be interesting to see what picks up after that, if they're able to do anything. Obviously, uh, with the XFL, I mean, you had the WWE, we had Gronk, who won a belt, um, and has been now on social media denying any chance that he's ever coming back and going to Tampa Bay. I'll tell you what would be funny, though, is is <laughs> if, ta- if Gronk went to Tampa Bay... And at the same time was WWF cha- WWE champion. So therefore, when they go to the Super Bowl and Gronk gets called, yeah. he gets his number, he comes out with the belt. Oh, uh, yeah. I would say that would be one of my favorite things I'm ever. I'm sure they would never allow that, but uh, that would yeah. be good. Gronk's uh, like, guys, I can't make it to Monday night. Um, you yeah, know, I, I got... I'm someone's well challenged me to a ladder match, so yeah. unfortunately. Um, but it's, uh, it's interesting now. There's talk that O.J. Howard could be traded... Uh, from the Bucks to the Patriots, 
um, which could involve some other trades and. Well, why would you do that? You would only do that if you knew Gronk was coming, and I don't think yeah. Gronk's coming. Uh, I think he's. You don't well, like, yeah. I think he's going to enjoy the NFL. I think he's just got all these other hands in the kitchen, party boy, CBD, oh, God, yeah. especially with CBD. So uh, I, I don't think so. I think that's just a rumor. It's just a fun thing. If he didn't come back last year with them, yeah. he's not going to Tampa Bay. No, he wouldn't. And it's uh, you know, there's a lot of speculation that's going on. Uh, obviously, Tom Brady. If you see uh, any of his social media posts, he's looking tanned and happy. Uh, and nice, nice to see him having a, a good time down there. Because um, there's a lot of other people holding out. Uh, a lot of quarter, quarterbacks we don't know what's going to happen to. Uh, Jameis Winston, Cam Newton. Um, <clears throat> you wonder if they're going to. They're waiting. waiting. They're waiting. They're wait. They have to. <laughs> you know, see what happens in the draft. Uh, see who goes where. See what teams pick up quarterbacks, and then you wait till training camp. See what happens. They're both rich, right? They're yeah. not like poor or anything. Cam's already won MVP. He's not going to take anything less than a chance to start. So, well, that's it, and that's the, the difference. Is what if Cam doesn't give it a chance? What if somebody doesn't give him a chance to start? What if it's like, yeah, okay. I think he'll just sit out. Yeah, I think Cam's him and, him and Colin Kaepernick will just go yeah, to the game. He'll just walk the runways all day. Cam, he'll just say, "I got my new." We'll get into fashion. He'll be yeah. making uniforms. He'll be fine. Now, Colin Kaepernick's another name in the news. He's also saying that he his girlfriend is doing a lot of talking for him, which is always a smart thing in social media. Get your girlfriend to talk. Yeah. Uh, it always works. If, you, if you're not committed enough to put a ring on her, yeah, I remember when I got fired, and my mom said, Would you, "I'm going to call your boss and yell at them." And I was like, "Yes, that's a great idea, mom. That will make things so yeah. much better. That will be good." So it's always good when. And, um, your significant other gets involved in your contract negotiation. You know what? I, I feel bad for Kaepernick. He should be in the league. There's just nothing to say. He's just not going to be. Well, I mean, it's a politi- so. political thing, but he also was benched. You know, he also did... He was still good in his last he year. He right. had 16 touchdowns and like four picks. He was, yeah. he was having a good year. But he was just, is anyone to touch him? I mean, there's talk that, you know, the No, Jets, that's what I mean. That's what I was saying. There's yeah. not enough quarterbacks to begin with where Jameis and Cam can get one. Do you think... Where do you think... They're way ahead of Colin Kaepernick on the list. Yeah. So uh, it's also nice. They heard that Eli Manning, uh, just for that all-in challenge or all-in charity challenge, he gave away his uh, the Corvette he won uh, as the MVP in the Super Bowl. Oh, really? It's like a 2012 Corvette Sport with 5,000 miles on it. He just had it in his garage. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. I guess you you got to keep it for sentimental <coughs> reasons, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely think you got to do that. So. <clears throat> Dak Prescott, we're also getting into that. I've just coughed, by the way, and it's only because I've, it's a drinking cough. It's not a COVID cough. It comes from when you drink two bottles of wine in a night, and then the <laughs> next day, wonder why you just feel that way. Um, yeah, and I drank them by myself, by the way. Uh, well, so, of course. Call my mom. Of course. Um, yeah, you're just like... Well, we had one thing, and the weird thing is with, with that, <laughs> the fact that it's a pandemic and stuff is... That it, only in a pandemic would we have Christian McCaffrey being the highest, a white guy yeah. being the highest paid running back yeah. in the history. Like, who would have thought? You would have told me 20 years ago. I never would have thought. There would have been a pandemic and at the Somebody would have told me, I would have been like, why, do they still allow roids? Uh, but he's a non... But, again, you think about it, I think it's great. He deserves it. Yeah. Uh, if any running back deserves it because of a dual threat, it's like you're getting basically a wide receiver and a running back a beast. And, a beast. At the same time. So you get it for like $8 million each. Because yeah. he gets almost catches 100 balls. Uh, he's now the face of the franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's still young. you got to worry about the damage you're going to do. Oh, God, yeah. He's just you're working you're punishing him. It's like... Especially if you're going to draft a quarterback and go with someone inexperienced. They're going to rely on him a lot. So he's going to take a lot of wear and tear. And your worry is that by the time they get a quarterback who's established and good. Yeah. He's, he's, he's a broken toy. Yeah exactly. yeah, exactly. And that's something you worry about. I mean, we talked about it in the previous podcast. The idea is 
would you trade them? And, and there was value in that. If you've got a struggling franchise, as the Panthers have, you sort of go, oh, you know what, we could if we traded this guy and we got a whole bunch of picks. You know, you trade them and you get five people out of it, that's a good deal. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see, obviously, what they do. And, and you know, <clears throat> Ryan and I are going to go into the projections of these teams. There were some projections for wins that came out uh, this year. Vegas is like, please, people, bet on yeah, something. Bet on something. We'll William Hill did it, actually. We're going to just start uh, So we'll it. take a look at the, at the end of uh, end of this. Um, the other guy they were talking about as well uh, was talking about Drew Brees, uh, who's just signed on with uh, ESPN. Um, as an analyst. Yeah, so this is officially his It's official, year. so, you know, now obviously Jason Witten uh, was, did a broadcasting and, and player as a result. Uh, you know, I've never really heard... Oh, Reed's, I think he'd be great. I think Jason Yeah, he's a great. smart guy, and he's, he's very charismatic. You know, obviously when you have Tony Romo who sets the benchmark, Tony has a very... High, well, he set a very high bar. <laughs> he Tony does, Romo and Tony's got a great uh, cadence to his voice. He talks. You want to listen. He's educating, you know, and everyone's like, obviously, God, he's giving away the game. But I think that's what people want in the next uh, analyst. Yeah. Is they want somebody who's going to really be able to do what Tony Romo does. He's going to be able to explain to you what's happening and what the quarterback's thinking. And I think the reason people love Tony Romo is because he's calling plays before they even yeah. happen. Because he understands it and he helps make people understand it. He makes people feel smart. He does. He makes and he, he uh, and he dated Jessica Simpson. The other thing I think it's also you know the problem is when it's like when we had the whole Sean McVay young coach thing and everyone's like we need a young coach. You don't want to throw too many quarterbacks in the booth. I mean, look, there's obviously some guys that stink, and maybe Chris Collinsworth isn't your cup of crap. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see who he's paired with, and sort of because that's what you want, that camaraderie. It's like you know, I remember that when you had Pat Summerall, who had that gravelly alcoholic voice, and then John Madden is paired with him. You get both these guys. You can tell one guy is half cut when he's when he's <laughs> broadcasting. The other guy, he's just making animals out of stuff. Yeah, he's just yeah. doing stuff. Yeah, after yeah, just after games, you know, you know those two just fucked. Oh, they well, just, so they just picked up and they just went to the bar. Yeah, John kept drinking whiskey like Ric Flair after exactly. a match. Well, John Madden's trick for picking up one was pretending he was having a heart attack. <laughs> I don't know, but it, funny enough, you know, John Madden never flew anywhere. If you're flying, yeah, I do know that. So he only traveled by a bus, and that bus must have been rocking. Uh, and yeah. with his wife and his kids. Um, but we had another idea. There's a potential going on with uh, OBJ to the Vikings. A rumor. Yes. That uh, which I think if again they were talking that it was like a second and a fifth. Which seems not a lot for OBJ, and it makes no. you wonder why people just keep wanting to trade OBJ. Right? Maybe because, it's his attitude. Yeah, I know, but it's just for someone so good, you think people just put up with it. But I guess the problem is he gets injured a lot. Yeah, he had, he had his worst year last year. I think I think that was a part of. I think if I'm the Cleveland, I I don't trade him because I'm like. You know what? That was Freddie Kitchens' fault. Yeah. What happened last year? All right, we got a new guy in. He's got a good offense. He's a good, smart guy, and let's get OBJ. Let's give him one more chance because I think to give up on him after that last year, I think last year to me is just a write-off. I think yeah. you just got to throw it away and just say, okay, Cleveland, you got a bit too much hype. I think you bought a bit too much into you. Baker did too many commercials. It just became this joke about them. And I think this year they're going to be more zoned in. I think they're going to be a lot better. Well, you hope you hope they're going to be. I mean, obviously, that's sort of the distraction last year. And obviously, you have all these... They put together this sort of stellar team in their regard. Uh, and the hype w- machine that they put behind themselves was just sort of... It, it, it wasn't sustainable. Um, so when you, you start having losses like that and they start blaming each other. Well, whose fault is this? Who did this? Who did this? Uh, there was just a lot of pointing fingers at each other. I think there's too many attitudes in that room. 
You'd be interested to see what they do, but now they got their new uniforms. Yeah, so, I like them. I was just looking at them now. I hadn't looked at them. Yeah, and, uh, yeah they're very like old school. <laughs> they got a nice little look to them. Uh, it's, yeah, I think they just went, a lot of people they, where they're seeing like the Falcons and teams going a bit more, trying to be, be a bit more futuristic. The Browns are like, we're going to make these uniforms well, great again. We're going old school, and I yeah. love them. Look, I like them. Their name is the Browns, so you know that the first color on there is brown. Yeah. And white. No, but I think they just look cool. I come with the stripes. Uh, no, it's a good look. I think it's, uh, it's Cleveland needed a bit of good news. And I yeah, think no. The fact that they didn't screw up the uniforms is uh, considering how terrible the logo is, if it's even a logo. No, I mean, when I looked at that uniform, I thought that's that's a uniform of a 5-11 and 11 team. That <laughs> is... No, that would be better. That's the uniform you want to do. Uh, some other holdouts that they have. Obviously, Dak Prescott, we mentioned about that. You don't know what contract's going to happen with him. They haven't found uh, him. He's on a, they're just going to ride him this year. On a, on the, they have no reason. They're just going to say one more year see what yeah. happens. He's going to make $30 million. It'll be fine. Yeah, and then find out where he's going to be. Right, Kirk Cousins did it, and it was fine. Uh, Joe Mixon, uh, no contract as of yet as well. And they're talking about he might hold out if he doesn't get a contract soon. Well, he should learn the lessons <laughs> of um, all these other running backs who are... Uh, who are all, all basically holding out and not getting anything, uh, yeah. what, expecting of what they wanted. So learn from Melvin Gordon. Learn from Le'Veon Bell. I wouldn't hold out if you uh, him. He came in with a bit of a checkered history um, with, with bad little, yeah. uh, assault charges or something like that. There's never good assault uh, yeah, charges. Yeah, there's never good yeah, that, that time So yeah. I think he's... I wouldn't hold out if I were him. I think he had a good year. I don't think he's warranted a holdout year. He didn't blow anyone away. His team went one in fifteen. So I don't feel yeah. like you know, like look at the difference I'm making. Yeah, there. no, exactly. So he's in a terrible bargaining position. So no, I would exactly. Not, I would not do that if especially, I were him. Especially with what they're trying to build uh, on in there. Um, you've also got what we mentioned about Cooks uh, leaving. Uh, you know. Another, Ryan another working his magic again. Yeah, well, this is a guy who's moved around what, four times. He's been injured a lot. Well, he's had a lot of concussions, and that's oh. a big worry. Like you trade, he's a good player. When he's healthy, he's good. He's he's, he's fast, and I yeah. think I think having him outside of Fuller, they got two real speed guys, but they don't have what Hopkins was was that possession guy. Well, Hopkins just had that size and the strength. Every, he had everything. Yeah. Hopkins had everything. So. Um, it, I don't think it was a great trade. Like Bill Bryan giving up his second round pick, which is uh, which is not great. No. Again, considering they don't, I don't think they have a first or a second. Probably not a third. Um, so again, I don't know what he's doing. I guess they need to get something. But this also this wide receiver class is considered one of the best in the last like, yeah. fifteen years. You, your second round, some guys probably going to fall to you. Yeah. And let's go with I. I don't get it. And no, I don't. Pay. I think. I think. Bill O'Brien's just gone crazy. Too bad. The cabin fever's gotten to him. Well, that's what a lot of people are saying. A lot of people are just, like, every decision you sort of go, you know, it's not like he's had a history of making bold decisions or that idiot decisions that turn out to be bold or genius ones. No. He's had a history of making stupid decisions negatively affecting him. And then everyone's going, oh, man, what another moronic choice. What another moronic choice. Um, We also, you know, obviously we'll we'll get in the draft. Ryan and I will be uh, watching the draft next week. It's a week today. Um, you know, you've got Atlanta uh, and Philadelphia both looking to move up. It's going to be interesting to see, and we will be talking about it throughout the week leading up to this. We'll do a podcast on the night of the draft, as well as some social media as we watch it until we pass out. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen with the draft. We said, we'll, we'll go into that. 
Also interesting enough, it is Bill uh, Belichick's birthday today. Happy hey, birthday, buddy. Hey, happy it's birthday. also the 20th anniversary. I bet you that when his wife brings out that cake, just to see the yeah. smile on Bill Belichick's yeah. face would just be priceless. And there's a big box at the door. It's from Robert Kraft. I think hey, the gift the world out. needs right out. now is, is <laughs> Bill Belichick just breaking rules and having yeah. huge parties. Ragers. Well, it's it, 50 so people. it turns out it's uh, his neighbor's birthday, too, and he sent a drone over to spy to see how yeah, good the party uh, was. Yeah. Any party tricks. Um, and it's also the 20th anniversary of Tom Brady being selected in the sixth round. Mr. Practice Squad uh, was chosen. <laughs> Mr. Practice Squad was chosen, and he made the team. Um, so, um, yeah, interesting enough. Now, we're going to finish up on this little little segment here. Uh, the Vegas. The Vegas, as we call it. Uh, which is, oh, man, you think everyone else is sucking. Have you seen pictures of Vegas, what it's like now? Ugh. Just empty. There's, like, wildlife running the streets. I mean, if you really had to film a zombie movie... This is the time to do yeah. it. I wonder how many people are actually sneaking out and just doing, here's my zombie movie. Yeah, probably. There's a lot of people, you know. Well, it depends on what city you're in. You can't really do it in London because there's still people everywhere. Yeah, but I had a friend uh, took a picture on Westminster Bridge and it was quite empty today. Yeah, so so. Um, so anyway, <clears throat> uh, William Hill and the, and the Las Vegas have put together uh, the projected win totals. Yeah, William Hill is <laughs> desperate for a bet. Desperate for anything. Any, any, any sort of betting. action. So the, uh, unsurprisingly... Uh, the two teams they predicted, uh, predicted to come in at 11-5 next year, Baltimore Ravens and Kansas City Chiefs. Two teams to come in at 10-5, and five, uh, projected wins. Should you have those as well? I don't know. I, I, I think having to... Uh, like this cough do you have? Um, no, it's a wet cough. Um, uh, this, I think 11-and-a-half is just asking a lot. You know, 12 wins. When a team usually gets 12 wins, it usually like is a surprise. Like Baltimore yeah. came out, no one thought they were going to win... 14 last year so they came out because they won 12 yeah. straight um so i think having big ben back in the division uh cleveland's upgraded with some offensive line and some weapons um with with hooper um and i then then you have um who's the other one in that division it's cincinnati with burrow who's yeah. going to be better right that team is one quarterback away from actually being not a bad yeah. team if they draft well again they have a lot of picks so and then with kansas city i think is probably Doable, I think. Still, they're the best team in the AFC. I think they're gonna have a bit of that Super Bowl mojo sure. going. Uh, Mahomes is gonna be feeling it. So, and they again, they they have no salary cap. So, I think this is another year where they're gonna be dominant. And then it could be a little bit tricky when Mahomes' yeah. contract has to come next year. And, they get and they're gonna have to just get rid, have to get rid of a lot of people. Yeah. So um, now the two but, teams, the two yeah. teams they have a ten and ten, ten and a half uh, are New Orleans and Santa Francisco. Ten and a half points wins. Um, basically, assuming that the uh, Super Bowl again, that that's a tough one for New yeah. Orleans. I think bringing Tom Brady into the division yeah. makes it harder. Um, even Bridgewater, I think they'll be okay doing that. But I think those are going to be some battles. Green Bay, I think plays um, uh, New Orleans plays the NFC yeah. uh, South as well. So uh, I, I again, I would vote under that. I think San Fran again that division, Seattle, yeah. LA. Arizona's gotten better now that they've got Hopkins. Yeah. Like, no, I, I, it's, it's tough. Ten and a half, if you ask about They overcame a lot last year and, and, and usurped people, but that's, it's, it is tough to come overcome with, overcome that, yeah. Yeah. Ten, ten wins, uh, uh, Green Bay Packers. They have the Packers yeah. in a ten, which I'm not sure about that. Rogers. I think that's doable. Again, I don't think Green Bay has done too much in the offseason to make me be like, oh, watch out yeah. for Green Bay. I think they, they really missed out. I think they needed to add a weapon across from Devontae Adams because – they, they drafted all these young guys in the fifth and sixth rounds, hoping they would mm-hmm. pan out. I don't think any of them really did. Like, John Allison's gone. So, um, again, I think 
that division is going to be tougher. I think Detroit's going to be better. Um, yeah. I think so. Again, yeah, I think nine, ten wins. Yeah, it's doable. I just don't know who's going to have it. Yeah, you got Minnesota. You got the Bears coming in there as well. So I think the yeah. Bears might be able to some talent. Now coming in at nine and a half wins, we have uh, the Cowboys, the Eagles uh, in that division, and Seattle Seahawks. Uh, nine and a half wins. It's weird that you have the Cowboys and the Eagles. So I'm thinking both will be ten wins. Uh, Eagles, depending on what they do on, on offense, like, to be honest with you, they still only have Ertz. They don't mm-hmm. have any weapons. Car- if Carson Wentz gets injured, they're in big trouble, He's, which has been happening. Uh, they absolutely, like last year, they, were throw- they had nobody at wide receiver. They've done really nothing to make that better. So to say they're a 10-win team, maybe. Um, again, Washington and New York are, are not going to be the best teams. No. Uh, so that's and I think Dallas, maybe I think Dallas has got a good team. I think they got good weapons, but I think their defense is going to hurt them. And well, think, that division had a losing record uh, for a predominant amount of the season, so it'd be it's sort of to me it's just a it's a bold gesture thing that's going to happen. Nine wins projected for the Rams, the Vikings, the Bucks, the Bills, the Patriots, and the Steelers. Ooh, okay. So I like the so uh, Rams. I, I I'm I'm surprised about the Rams because they seem yeah, to have traded I, I, away everybody, and they seem to have lost the plot. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with the Rams. Uh, the Sean McVay pixie dust is, is we're out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. I think he's going to be tough to, especially in that division with Seattle and Russell Wilson and Garoppolo uh, and Kyle Murray emerging. It's going to be a lot tougher for them. So I would go under on that. Mm-hmm. Um, Vikings, Bucks, Bills. Yeah, like uh, I think Bills are good. I think because that division's up for it. Bills yep. won ten last year, and now if they can get one against New England, and so that that I think they can win the division. Yeah, I think they're the best team. Uh, Tampa Bay nine. Yeah, I definitely don't see why not. Uh, again, if Tom Brady could stay healthy, yeah, James can get like eight. Henry, yeah, Brady exactly. Why can't Brady get nine? So again, I'm not, I don't see anything wrong with any of these. I think they could go either way. Get it all depends. Like people get injured. Sure. So, but yeah, I think they're Vegas knows what it's talking about. Eight and a half wins. Uh, the Bears, the Browns, the Colts, and surprisingly, the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, no love for the Titans. No, but I think because you know, I think they're in a division that beats themselves up. But I think the Titans are the best team in that division. I think if if AJ Brown can improve and and Derrick Henry's as good as he mm-hmm. was, defense is solid. They draft well again. Yeah, wow. Well, I think that's a bit of a slap in the face. To the Titans. If eight, I were a Titans fan, I'd be a bit pissed. Eight wins for the Texans. And the projected. Patriots are a lower one, too, which are eight and a half. Which eight is and like a half. the lowest I think they've well, ever been. Well, nine o'clock. They're nine. Oh, nine. nine whatever points, yeah. they've ever been. Eight so. points for the Texans, though. That's uh, basically saying that, um, you know, that it's not seeing them. Oh, yeah. Why would you? I think Texans, it's going to be tough. I get think they need a... Depending, if David Johnson's good, they're going to have a good offense. Yeah. I, I don't... Feel great about their defense, and there's nothing that makes me think Bill O'Brien's going to get you to 10 wins this year, in that division especially. Projected at 7.5 wins, it's Atlanta, Denver, Las Vegas, and the Chargers. Yeah, you feel bad for Atlanta because you wonder where they'll be. Yeah. Uh, because they can be a good team. They got all the. Matt pieces. Ryan can throw the Matt ball. Matt Ryan can throw. Like, they got the offense. It's just something's not right there. And Dan Quinn, it's just, again, did they hold on to Dan Gwynn for one year too late, yeah. too long? So they'll be interesting to see what they do in the draft if they get a young quarterback. Um, Denver as well? Denver, yeah. Seven, again, Drew, Drew Locke, if you think Drew Locke can get eight wins, I think in that division it's going to be tough with the Chiefs. Raiders are going to be better. Mm-hmm. And the Chargers, depending on what they do, you know, they've still got some weapons. So I don't... 
We had tough it's division. Tough. We know Denver had some surprises last year, so I uh, they're one of the ones I'd be interesting to look at this year because I think they might uh, be able to put some stuff together. You know, with their running game and and the uh, wide receivers they've got. Six and a half projected uh, wins for Arizona, Detroit, uh, Giants, and Jets. Yeah, I think that's fair. I don't think any of those. I think the Giants could surprise and get up to eight. Or uh, if they use Saquon, you know, I think if, if yeah, Daniel Jones takes the next step. Saquon Barkley's going to be good. Um, if they can draft well, I think they got a decent pick this year. So get another piece on defense. They could be all right. I I I think I think they could be a bit higher. Uh, who Arizona? I would Arizona. definitely bet higher than six and a half just because of. Building on what they did last they year. Yeah. They got a high draft pick, draft well. Yeah. Uh, they could be a surprise team. Detroit, if, if I think, could be a surprise and, uh, team yeah, Detroit. as well. So, again, six and a half. There are those teams, like last year, Buffalo was six and a half. There's always teams in that area yeah. that are going to take that jump that no one saw. Now we round the horn uh, to the bottom. Uh, six wins projected for Miami Dolphins. Yeah, which is a nice little uh, yeah, jump. Better, better than what they last they year. got a fire sale last year. Uh, five and a half points, uh, five and a half wins projected for the Carolina Panthers and Washington Redskins. I think that's fair. Uh, I think it's going to be rough for the Carolina. I think it's going to be rough for Carolina in that division. Until yeah, with he, Teddy Bridgewater, no real weapons. It's no. McCaffrey. It's going to be. It's going to be a tough year. Washington, again, Dwayne Haskins. He's going to learn to replays. Is sure. Yeah. So uh, five, he's not going to be doing selfies with fans. That's yeah. for sure. Five wins projected for the Bengals. Um, you know, better than I think, last again, year. I think that could be higher. Uh, mm-hmm. I think depending on how good Joe Burrow is. I'm excited to mm-hmm. watch Joe Burrow. That's why I want there to be an NFL season. I want to. See, I didn't really watch him in college, so I want to see how good this kid is. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see what he's like in the NFL. And lastly, coming in last place, projected the Jacksonville oh, Jaguars. Four and a half wins. Definitely. They've done really nothing. I, yeah, I don't, they've gotten rid of everyone. I think they're going to be one of the worst teams in the league. I think that's a safe bet to pick Jags' worst team in the league this year. Yeah. Well, that's it for the projections and for the podcast this week. Uh, Wade and Ryan here, self, uh, uh, self-isolating podcast. Um, we'll have another one next week in terms of the draft. We'll have one ready for you. Uh, thanks for listening, folks. Stay safe. Stay sane. Keep uh, watching our social channels and uh, yeah, just be healthy and happy, everyone.